So, <laughs> thank you for the praise team. Give them a clap this morning. That was so good. <clears throat> it, it, it's good when, when, when you choose the right songs and the anointing and the presence of God comes, you know. And that's what I'm going to preach on this morning. These guys cannot just walk up here and just decide, um, what are we going to play today? I mean, uh, oh, 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 let's do this song and that. No, it doesn't work that way. They've got to prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit what to sing because it's got to go with the message, and they don't even know what the message was. And they've got to do, choose the right songs that God wants them to sing. They cannot just do it in the flesh. We need the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, I'm asking you this morning that this message that you gave me, that I will preach it <clears throat> through the Holy Spirit and not from my flesh, and that the people will listen with the ears of the Holy Spirit and not from their fleshly ears, that we can understand the word plain and simple, basic gospel, and thank you that you will help us to get this word into our spirit, man. Understand it, and then hear it, and believe it, and then do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> okay, Pastor Nathan asked me to preach on the introduction to the Holy Spirit because Pentecost is coming in a few weeks' time, and uh, I'll be back, and I'll be preaching that as well. Um, but I got to introduce the Holy Spirit to you, and I thought, you know, most of us know who's the Holy Spirit, right? Nobody knows who the Holy Spirit is? Oh, okay, I'm just trying to find out. You know who the Holy Spirit is, right? right. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. In John chapter 4, 24, it said, God is Spirit, and those who worship him must worship him like we did this morning through the Holy Spirit and in truth. If you were standing here this morning just lifting your hands because everybody lifts their hands, you weren't doing it in the spirit. You were doing it in the flesh. But we come here and we close our eyes and we can worship God in the, in, in the spirit because God is spirit. And remember, the Holy Spirit is not Casper the ghost. Isn't it somebody floating around in the air? He's part of the Trinity. The Father God, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And the three of them is one. And I found out that most of the people, many Christians, don't know why they have the Holy Spirit. Because they're not using the Holy Spirit. They know they have the Holy Spirit, or some of them think they have the Holy Spirit, and some of them don't even really know if they have it or not and why they have the Holy Spirit. Because if you have the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something, there should be much and many more miracles and signs and wonders and salvations and healings and you name it. What happened in the book of Acts should be happening in this church. And let me tell you another thing. It can happen because Pentecost was the beginning of the church, the new church, New Testament church. And why we water down the Holy Spirit? 
Why are we not using the Holy Spirit? And I think it's because we don't know why we got the Holy Spirit. Now, now let's just go back to the beginning that in Corinthians chapter 1, uh, uh, verse 6 and 17, when you get saved, remember what happens to you. You are full of sin. You are in the world. You are a sinner. And the Holy Spirit comes and he convicts you of your sin. And he tells you what is wrong. And you then feel convicted and you get saved. And the moment that you get saved, guess what happens to you? But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit goes whoop into your spirit. And you are joined to the Holy Spirit. Spiritually, you cannot see it but you should know it. You don't have to feel it. You should know, I'm saved now. The Holy Spirit is joined to me, in me. Me, I'm in Christ, Christ in me. It's like when me and my wife, um, before we got married, we were dating, we were two people. But the moment we got married, that night, first night of our marriage, guess what happened? We became one flesh, right? And that night when we became one flesh, Everything that was mine became hers. Everything that was hers stayed hers. All the men said amen. Amen. Okay. Now, I adapted that issue the same with the Holy Spirit. When, When me and the Holy Spirit got joined, everything that was mine became the Holy Spirit. Everything that was the Holy Spirit became mine. The Holy Spirit does not keep his, it becomes yours. All that the Holy Spirit is, is now in you, abides, remains, stays in you. And verse 19 says, or do you not know, read it there, that your body now becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you, and he is in you, whom you have from God. And you are not your own no more, Baba. You cannot go to a bar and drink and sleep around and drug around and get drunk and do whatever you want to do with this body. It's not yours anymore. Well, I don't want to give it to the Holy Spirit. I want, I want it to, to, to own to me. Well, then don't get saved. Say, Lord, I don't want nothing to do with you and see where you end up then. Hello, hell, here I come. I don't know about you, but I want the Holy Spirit inside of me. I want to make sure that I'm going to go to heaven. And remember, the Holy Spirit is holy. He is infallible. He is pure. He is righteous. And if the Holy Spirit is holy and infallible and pure and righteous, then you and I should be living holy and pure and righteous because he's in you. He's in your spirit, man. Your thoughts are not your fleshly thoughts anymore. You should be thinking the way that the Holy Spirit thinks and what the Holy Spirit tells you. But are we doing that? Are we living like that? Or are we still living, we profess to know God, but our actions are worldly actions? What does Paul say? He said, 
People profess to know God, but in their actions, they deny God. And it's an abomination to God because Christians just have a ticket to go to hell, to, to, to heaven. And once saved, always saved. Well, I come out, give my heart to Jesus. I got the ticket. I'm on my way to heaven because once saved, always saved. Now I can go and drink and drug and just do what I want to do because I'm on my way to heaven. I'm not going to take that chance. I am going to live righteous. I never want to get to heaven and hear God say, depart from me. I never knew you. I had no relationship with you. Yeah, but God, but I prayed for the sick. I, 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 I delivered people from demons and I, I visited people. And I know you did all that, but you were just talking, talking. You did not have a relationship with me. You see, how can the Holy Spirit be inside of you and you not have a relationship? How can you be one fresh with your wife and not have a relationship with you? Do you know where you're going to end up? In a divorce. That's why a lot of people are divorced from God and they don't even know they're divorced from God. Yep. So, who is the Holy Spirit? Why do we have the Holy Spirit? Well, in the beginning, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth. The earth was chaos. And the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth. And God said to the Holy Spirit and to Jesus, let us create light and darkness and all the trees and all the grass and all the animals and man and why the Holy Spirit was hovering over this chaos, and the moment that God spoke, the Holy Spirit started functioning, and the power of the Holy Spirit created what you see around you right now. And the same Holy Spirit is now joined to your spirit when you get saved. As a matter of fact, it was hovering over your life. There was chaos. You were a drug addict. You were addicted to um, alcohol, you were addicted to pornography, you were evil, and that Holy Spirit was hovering over you, and even now that you are saved, there's some chaos in your life, the Holy Spirit is hovering, and all he's waiting for is the Word of God, which is supposed to come out of your mouth, because you got the Word of God, the moment that you speak, I am healed, my marriage will be saved, the Holy Spirit starts working and creates your chaos into a beautiful thing. The Holy Spirit is not just there for you to say, oh, I got the Holy Ghost. Put your hand up. Who's got the Holy Ghost this morning? Keep your hand up. Let me ask you this. You got the Holy Ghost? Yes. Does the Holy Ghost got you? Yes. It's got to have you. you see, he's got to infiltrate you and have control over you because you are not your own no more. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go around living like I used to live, an unholy life. I've got a Holy Spirit inside of me now. And if the Holy Spirit is joined to my spirit, then my spirit should be holy. My thinking should be holy. My, everything I do should be holy, like God wants me to be. Are you living that way? Is that the way that you are functioning in the power of God? He's perfect. So we should be holy. We should be infallible. So let's quickly have a look who the Holy Spirit is. Why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Number one, God gave you the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can comfort you and help you because he is your helper. He is your paraclete in the Greek. The word paraclete, and I, I might be preaching something that everybody knows here. If you know this, I'm reminding you. Because some of you are sitting here this morning, and you are saved, and you have the Holy Ghost joined to your spirit, but you are not functioning in the Holy Spirit. 
You are warming the pews. You are coming here every Sunday, and you leave here just like you came in, and nothing changes. You are supposed to be a powerhouse. Because you have the resurrection power of God, the Holy Spirit, in you, joined to your spirit. And, you, and that's not just for you to keep for yourself. You're not, don't become a selfish Christian. You should be going out spreading and letting the power of God flow out of you. That's the end result of the Holy Spirit in you. But he starts off by saying, I'm here to comfort you and help you in your spiritual Christian life so you can grow. So everything that's wrong, all your financial problems, your marriage problems, sickness, whatever you're battling with, he's there to comfort you and help you to get through it. And he's there to help you as well to get further on with God. And that's why God, God, God sent him. Look at John chapter 14, 16, and 17. It said, and I will pray the Father. Now remember what, what was Jesus doing? When Jesus was on earth, the disciples were there. And Jesus was their helper. Jesus comforted them, okay? And they, Pentecost had not taken place. They had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so they did not have power. The Holy Spirit was there, but Jesus was giving them power. That's why he said, and Jesus gave them power to go cleanse their lepers, heal the sick. They did not have the power of the Holy Ghost, Pentecost, yet. Jesus gave it to them because he was the one with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, as well, could do nothing without the Holy Spirit. Only when he was baptized and the dove came upon him and everybody saw it, that's when he started doing miracles. And he said, when I go to my Father, then I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper or comforter or advisor, and that he may abide or live and stay in you forever. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit is in me. Forever. Forever. Right. Nevertheless, he says, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Because the spirit of truth through the world cannot receive. Remember, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit, right? They don't have the Holy Spirit. Because it neither sees him nor do they know him. But you know him. Do you know the Holy Spirit? If you say yes, why aren't you functioning in the Holy Spirit? Why aren't you using the Holy Spirit power? He says, do you know him? Yeah, and for, because he dwells in you. He lives in you, with you, and he will be in you. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit is in me. Come on, guys. Somewhere, the church has got to wake up and start bringing the Holy Ghost back into the church through functioning in the power of the Holy Spirit. We, we come to church and the Holy Spirit's in us, but we do nothing with Him. It's like having the uh, uh, power inside of you and, you and you're doing nothing. Well, He's there to help you. He's there to comfort you. He's there to, to, to set you free. Look, look at Acts. Oh, oh, um, have, we, have we done 16, 7? Yep. Go to Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Then the churches throughout all of Judea and Galilee and Samaria, and Athens. Thrive church in Athens. They had peace, and they were edified. Why? And they were walking in the fear of the Lord, and the comfort, the help of the Holy Spirit. And guess what happened to them? 
They never grew. They split up. Am I reading right? No, they were multiplied. Listen to me. If you let the Holy Spirit comfort you and help you, the church will be multiplied. Your life will multiply. You will grow in the Lord. Your marriage will multiply. Your finances will multiply. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will always be there to help you with whatever difficulty you have, whatever you're going through, what you don't understand. You will say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to do now. Should I turn left or right? Ten out of ten times that I've done that. And now the Holy Spirit told me, it's the, it's the right one. How do you hear the Holy Spirit voice? That small little voice right at the back. It, sometimes you, you can hear him audibly, but most of the times it's right there. You just know. Because why? It's, in, it's, it's joined to your spirit. And he will comfort you. He will help you. There's a story um, about, that was told about the woman that had a little 10-year-old son, and she got flu. She couldn't come to church. She said to Johnny, Johnny, go to church. Let me explain to you what the comforter and the helper does. Go to church and tell Pastor Nathan to pray for me because I'm sick, and then you sit right in front there, Johnny, and listen to Pastor Nathan and come tell Mommy what he preached on, okay? Yeah, Mommy, I will do this. And uh, little Johnny comes, sits in front there, and tells Pastor Nathan about his mother, that you guys pray for his mother to get healed, and Pastor Nathan preaches, and Johnny goes home, and when he gets home, Mommy said, what did Pastor Nathan preach about, Johnny? And Johnny said, oh, Mama, the best sermon I've ever heard in my life. She said, why? What did he preach on? She said, Mom, you know, three, four years ago when that big ice storm came through and everything was frozen for two or three or four days, we had no electricity, we were cold, we had no lights, we had no heat, nothing, we were freezing. Mama said, yeah, I remember that. He said, Pastor Nathan said, that'll never happen again. We will never be cold again. Mama said, okay, that's a good sermon that he preached. What did he say? He said, Pastor Nathan said that God said that he is going to send us another comforter. And Mama said, man, this doesn't sound right. And then she clicked. Pastor Nathan was preaching on the Holy Spirit that is a comforter. And this little guy, he just remembered that their blankets weren't enough. They didn't have enough. But if God's going to give us another thick comforter, boy, we're going to get warm. Listen, guys, that's who the Holy Ghost is. That's who the Holy Spirit is. When you're going through troubles and you're in a cold position, you're in a desperate position, that's the Holy Spirit putting his arms, wrapping himself in you, holding you, loving you, comforting you, advising you, saying, it's okay, I'm here, don't you worry. But do we function that way or do we freak out and do we get into the flesh? Why aren't you running to the Holy Ghost and saying, Holy Spirit, please help me here, man. I need your comfort. I need you to show me what to do. Because if you let the Holy Spirit become your comforter and help you in your daily tasks and your difficulties and your trials and tribulations, boy, how's he going to help you? He's going to help you by teaching you. Why? Because he is your teacher. John 14, 16 says, but the helper or the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I say to you. 
Hey, how's he going to teach you? What does he teach you? Look at Corinthians 2, chapter 10, 14. It says this, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So God shows us stuff through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, to search everything out. And he searches out the deep things of God. So if you let the Holy Spirit comfort you and help you by teaching you what is God's will, how does God want you to live, does God want you to be holy, unholy, evil, righteous, unrighteous? You know what he wants. God wants to, the Holy Spirit wants to comfort and help you by teaching you the word of God so that you can live holy and righteous and according to the will of God. How do I know what the will of God is? There it is. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man? You guys look at me and you think, oh, we know Brother Hans, he, he's preached here before. Yeah, you just see me preaching up here, but you don't know what happens to me when I go home. How my wife beats me up. <laughs> and you think Jeanette is the most greatest woman. Ah, she is, but she beats me up. <laughs> you, you understand? You don't know that. And I, only person that knows me in me is my spirit right? And you, you know me by seeing something, but the spirit of a man knows who that man is. It says it. What, know, what man knows the things of a man? What's going on inside you except the spirit of a man? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is, is who knows what God wants and what God wants us to do. Now, we have not received the spirit of the world we don't have the world spirit. We used to have it. But the spirit, we received the spirit who is from God, the Holy Spirit, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So how do I know what God wants me to do? Through the Holy Spirit. And that's why I say a lot of Christians are professing to know God, but in their actions they deny God because they don't find out from the Holy Spirit what God wants. What do you want me to do, God? Where do you want me to go? I didn't do it in the first service, but about two weeks ago, my wife put on her trousers, and she fell and broke her tailbone and her rib. I was so mad, so upset. Now, when you get into the flesh and you get angry and upset, you are not walking in the Holy Spirit. You are not listening to the Holy Spirit. I've had RVs, fifth-wheelers, for 20 years, this is my fourth RV. I go through them like chocolates. I just go through them because they all break. So I have to trade them in and buy another one. That's my house. I don't have a house. I have a house on wheels, a matchbox house. And I traded it last year for another one. And I'm mad because my wife fell and this goes wrong and that's going wrong. And for 20 years, I've been hooking up my RV right? And every time before I get into that truck, I go to the back, and I look over the tailgate, and I look inside there where that fifth wheel hitches, it's locked. And I walk around, and I take that lever, and it's locked, and I get into the truck, and I drive. Now I'm angry. Now I'm mad. Now I'm in the flesh. And you know what happened, right? The devil says, just one step out of the Holy Ghost, one mistake, and I forget to look 
and I get in that truck. Thank heavens I did not zap it because that Chevrolet is so powerful, that Christian truck. I just drove all slowly, thank heavens, and the next minute I hear, I look, and that thing hooks off because I did not close it. And it falls on my, on my Chevrolet truck and messes up the whole back of the truck. $10,000 later. One mistake. One mistake, not listening to the Holy Spirit. And I realized when I was finished, Joey, I sat down and I thought, why did this happen? God, come on. And all I heard was, I spoke to you. I told you to look. I told you every single time for 20 years, look. But you were so involved in the flesh that you did not hear me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You need the Holy Ghost 24-7. One mistake out of the Holy Spirit will cost you. Can cost you your life. Can cost, can cost you your marriage. Can cost you a lot of negative things. One look at another woman can cost you your wife. One look at, at pornography can mess you up. One little drink, one little smoke, you can end up being a drug addict. And I don't know about you, you've got to get the Holy Ghost functioning in your life. Not just have him join to you, let him work in your life. Let him comfort you, help you, teach you the Word of God how to live. Right? Because if you do that, then what will he teach you? He'll teach you the Word, how to be sanctified. What do you mean by sanctification? Sanctification means to be set apart, to be holy, to be righteous, to be different than the world. The Holy Spirit is there to help you every single day in your life, teaching you through the Word of God how to become sanctified. You get sanctified when you get saved. But after that, I believe in a daily sanctification. I want to get more pure, more closer to God. I want to get further away from the world, from the flesh, and closer to being like Jesus. Right? I am sanctified when I get saved. But there's stuff that that comes and the devil attacks you with that you've got to get out of the way. The way you think, the way you speak, the way things you do. I want to be pure. I want to be holy. These things we also speak, not in words, which is man's wisdom which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches us. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. That's what we want to do. We want the Holy Spirit to teach us. Now, when we get to the sanctification part, let me go there for the, for the uh, um, scriptures. He sets us apart from the world. He gets us out of the old into the new way of life. Second Thessalonians says this. But we are Bound to give thanks to God always for you, brother beloved, by the Lord. Look what I said. Because God from the beginning chose you and me for salvation. How? Through sanctification. By who? By the Spirit. And belief in truth. I've got to believe in truth that the Holy Spirit has sanctified me and will sanctify me all the time, setting me apart, setting me apart all the time, making me brand new. First Corinthians chapter 6, 9, 11 says, You, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. 
Christians, listen to this, fornicators, not idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners. We don't have time to explain each one. None of them will inherit the kingdom of God. And then he said, and so was such of you. I was like that. I wasn't a fornicator and a drunk and a drug addict. Long hair down here, permed. You know, with that step, playing in rock bands, checking who, what woman is out there tonight. Just money and drugs and women. Hey, I was evil. But then something happened. The Holy Spirit that is there convicted me, convicted me, convicted me for 29 years. People prayed to me, and eventually one day, bah, that conviction hit me, and I repented and confessed, and I was sanctified. He says, such were some of you, but you were washed. You were sanctified. You were set apart from the world. You were justified, made righteous in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Holy Spirit of God. So come on. How does he do that? By helping you, by teaching you the word of God so you can be sanctified and you can live a sanctified, righteous life. Because if you are sanctified and you, and you are living holy and righteous, guess what? Number four, the Holy Spirit will, that anointing of the Holy Spirit will start functioning in your life. Why? Because he is your anointer. The Holy Spirit is the one that anoints you. And that anointing inside of you is going to produce the power so that the anointing will destroy the yokes. And a lot of you need the yokes in your life destroyed. But if you're going to focus on other things and other people for your help, and you're going to think the government can pay you money, or your mom can help you, or your dad, yeah, people do help you. But man, the Holy Ghost is the best helper. He's the best teacher. He's the best sanctifier. And he's the one that's going to anoint you like he anointed these people up. Yeah, this morning when they sang that, Third song, first love, man, I, I could just feel it come. And then what a wonderful name in the name of Jesus. There comes the anointing, just flow. And, he, and the anointing is, yeah. Nobody can put the anointing, they're just the Holy Spirit. But listen, not just in a church, we need it in a church, but you need it in your personal life. You need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Look at 1 John 2.20. But you have the anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. But, verse 27, the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, stays in you, remains in you, and you don't need that anybody teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. You in Christ, Christ in you through the anointing. And that's the anointing that Jesus received when the dove came upon him when he was baptized by John. And that's when the anointing came upon Jesus, and that's when he was able to be anointed. But you have that anointing too. You have the same anointing that Jesus had. You see, some of you don't believe that. Okay. Before Jesus did miracles, he didn't have the Holy Ghost, right? 
Then, he, then the Holy Spirit came upon him, right, and anointed him. Then he went around healing people. Didn't he say in, in, in John 14, 12, we're going to read it this now, if you believe in me, the things that I do, you will also do. You will even do greater things, right? Okay, so take your finger, put it on your chest, and say, I have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus had. I have the same anointing that Jesus had. Because I have the same Holy Spirit. I can do what Jesus did. I can do greater things that Jesus did. Jesus said it. Not fancy. That's what Jesus said. Why aren't you functioning in it? Why do you say you have the Holy Spirit, but the, but the Holy Spirit's not got you. You got the Holy Spirit. You, you believe it. But you're not functioning in that anointing. You better function in that anointing because you need that anointing. Because as soon as you get that anointing, the Holy Spirit will help you and comfort you. He will teach you the Word of God, what, how to live and be sanctified so that He can anoint you. People that are unholy, people that are in the world, don't have an anointing. I never had an anointing when I was in the world. Only anointing I had was anointing to drink and drug. That's not anointing. That's the worldly stuff. But the moment that I got saved, I received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And now I go around, and because of the anointing, now the power of God's going to function in your life as a Christian. Because why? Because he's your empowerer. Look at Acts chapter 1, 8. And we're going to do that in Pentecost when we get there. But you shall receive power, dunamis, exploding power when the Holy Spirit has upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth, Athens. Uh, Are you functioning in that scripture? Are you going around with the anointing? Oh, but I don't know. You see, you believe, most Christians believe, if only Brother Hansi can pray for me, only the prayer team can pray for me, Brother Nathan can pray for me. Hey, why? Well, they've got an anointing. So do you. Yeah. Well, they've got the Holy Ghost power inside of them. So do you. Yeah. Imagine if each one of you walk out here today and say, I'm anointed. Not pridefully. That's who you are. Do you know who you are in Christ Jesus? You have the Holy Ghost. Walk out here, be bold, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His mouth, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Walk out here and say, if I pray for somebody in Walmart, they're going to get healed. If I talk to somebody and lead them to the Lord, they have a choice to be saved or not. But I can do that. Why quote the scripture? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me, but you never do anything. I can do all things, but you never do anything. So the strength of God doesn't work. That's why the church is not multiplying. I just read it this down. They were walking in the fear of the Lord, all the churches, and in the power of the Holy Ghost, and they were multiplied. If each one of you, every single day, pray for one person, you'll be surprised how many people will say, whoa, where do you go to church? I want to go to that church. 
and Satan will not be knowing what to do. His demons will not know what to do. At this point, they're stealing, killing, and destroying everything that you have. And they're just putting a blanket over you saying, oh, you have the Holy Ghost, and you believe you've got the Holy Ghost, but it means absolute nada because you're not using it. Because you don't know who the Holy Spirit. Come on, let them let the Holy Spirit comfort you and help you and say, Come on, man, you can get through this. By teaching you the word of God, showing you what he wants, and helping you so that he can anoint you, so he can empower you everywhere that you go. Listen, you need the power of God everywhere. But do I really need the Holy Ghost and everything that I do? Baba, you need the Holy Ghost when you go to Walmart, man. Especially you women. You need a lot of the Holy Ghost when you go to Walmart. And listen, if you can, if he, if he can do that, and I, I think I'm going to be a minute or two late this morning. You're going to just play a little bit longer. Let me just finish it. Okay. So then if the Holy Spirit helps you, he teaches you the word, he sanctifies you, and he anoints and empowers you, that's when the spirit of glory will come upon you. And that Shekinah glory will shine around you. And that's the presence of God. And listen, it's around you. We cannot just see the Shekinah glory. Because if we can see a Shekinah glory around every one of us, we'll be walking around. Hey, hey, man, just check me out, man. My, my glory is bigger than yours. I mean, my light's brighter than yours. We'll be so prideful. But the Holy Spirit, kind of glory, power is around each one of you. you. You just cannot see it. And wherever you go, the presence of God goes with you. Stop saying, oh, Lord, let your presence come. Why are you saying that? Why? Has the Holy Spirit left you? Oh, Lord, let your presence come. Your presence is in you. I spoke to a Satanist priest in South Africa. A guy said to me, we're not afraid of Christians. I said, whoa, whoa. We blood washed. We say it. You've got to be afraid of us. He said, not about Christians that profess and just talk, talk, talk. We're afraid of born-again, Holy Spirit-filled, baptized Christian, that's who we're afraid of. I said, what's the difference? He said, normal Christians, they just profess to be Christian. But Holy Ghost baptized Christians, born again, there's a light around them. There's a kind of glory around them. I thought, man, and, they, and God said, I'm showing it to the Satanists so that they can know who you are and they don't touch you. But if you're not functioning in the Holy Ghost, then you're denying His power. You deny. Hey, if you're not using the power, if you're not using the anointing, it's just going to lie there dormant. Joey can, uh, uh, Joey can start his old diesel, what, dodge truck. Eventually the thing starts. And you can just hum, hum. He can. Put that pedal down there, and he can rev that thing up and say to me, Hansi, can you hear the power? And I'll say, yeah, I can hear the power, but I don't see anything. I'll say, come here. Let me take you to my Chevrolet Christian truck. <laughs> First turn. <clears throat> I can rev it and say, can you hear the power? Uh-huh. I said, now let me show you the power. Put that thing in first gear. <clears throat> Just tires and smoke. You see, we Christians are starting our Holy Ghost 
power and we're saying to the world, na 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 God can heal, God can, but you never do anything. Get in your Chevrolet Holy Spirit truck and start putting that thing in first gear and get your spiritual life in first gear and start pro- producing power. Show people the power of the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, what's the use of it? So that, that's your kind of glory. Hey, that's how Peter walked and his shadow fell on people and they got healed. Paul anointed a little cloth, gave it to people, and they took it five, ten miles away, gave it to people, and they got healed. That's the presence of God going everywhere. Man, if you let the Holy Spirit help you, you let the Holy Spirit teach you through the Word how to be sanctified and be holy and righteous so that you can have the anointing can work through you, the power of God can flow through you, and the Shekinah glory can go with you. Oh, my goodness. Now, now, the end result of the Holy Spirit comes. And it says, now, let's read it quickly. Go read there. Where am I? Next, next scripture is the Spirit of Truth. And the spirit of truth in John 14, John 14, 16, and 17. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it never sees him nor knows him, but you know him, and he, know, and he lives in you. That spirit of truth inside of you, that is helping you, teaching you, sanctifying you, anointing you, empowering you, and the kind of glory of God, the presence of God goes with you. That spirit of truth has now got to manifest. It's going to come out. Look at John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you all things to come. 1 John 5, 6 says, This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness, because the Spirit is truth. See, the Holy Spirit's going to now witness through you, because he is the Spirit of truth. John 15, 26, 27, But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you, the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you will also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Let's wrap this up. You know what he's saying now? Because you're letting the Holy Spirit help you, teach you, sanctify you, anoint you, empower you, and let his presence go with you now. What the Word says, which is in you, and the Holy Spirit taught you the Word, and you are living holy and righteous, now He's going to do through you and me what He did through Jesus. The Holy Spirit produced evidence of the Word of God. The truth of what God says will happen came through Jesus. God said, I'm your healer. I'm your Savior. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. All the scriptures that we know have now come through Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is the one that heals. Holy Spirit is the one that saves, delivers, sets free. And he produces 
evidence and testifies who God is, who Jesus is. Now, in you and me, the Holy Spirit is joined to our spirit. Now he wants to function through you and demonstrate to the world who Jesus is, who God is, what the Word says, that it is the truth. And you and I just got to be obedient and say, Let's pray for the people, and the Holy Spirit will work through you, through His anointing, through His power, and demonstrate truth of who Jesus was. And I did not do this in the first service, and I've got two seconds left. No, I'm in minus five. I could stand here this morning and say, how many of you know who Elvis Presley was? Elvis. And I could say, some of you forgot who he was? Well, I can quickly demonstrate who Elvis was. And you can say, well, that's not Elvis. Well, that's close enough. What did I just do? I demonstrated and witnessed to you what Elvis did in a way. Now, that's what the Holy Spirit's going to do through you and me as well. When you start praying for the sick, laying hands on the sick, and this church rises up in the power of the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Spirit let you be a witness of what Jesus did. I just did blue, blue, and blue suede shoes, blue, blue. I just demonstrated what Elvis did. Now, let's go demonstrate what Jesus did. Right? But not through a freshly Jew blue blue, but through the Holy Ghost. And this church will change and multiply so quickly you will have to build three churches. Come on, give him a clap this morning. The Holy Spirit is saying to me, if only the people will allow me to help them and comfort them, I will teach them the Word of God. I will sanctify you. I will anoint you. I will empower you. Wherever you go, whatever you need, I will do that. And I will let my presence go with you. And I will use you and testify who Jesus was. And if you are sitting here this morning, they're going to play a song. If you are sitting here this morning and you are not saved, you do not have the Holy Spirit. And you will not be able to function in that power. And I want to urge you, when the prayer time comes, please come out and say, I need Jesus. I need to get saved so that your spirit and the Holy Spirit can get joined. And you can become a functional, powerhouse child of God. And if you are saved, and you're not functioning in the Holy Spirit, and you have troubles, come out, let us pray for you, just so you can go out and pray for other people. And let the Holy Spirit this morning heal you. I cannot heal you. I cannot save you. Nathan cannot heal you. Joey, these people cannot save and heal you. Only the Holy Ghost can. Okay? Don't lose out on the Holy Spirit. Would you give the Holy Spirit and God Almighty and Jesus Christ a big clap this morning? Thank you, Lord Jesus.